Thanks for listening to Food Culture, a podcast about Houston's immensely diverse culture and the incredible food inspired by it. I'm your host, Claudio Sorio. I was born into the restaurant industry thanks to my dad, who has been a chef for almost 30 years. His expertise is Italian and Mediterranean cuisine, and he's a master chef who has been voted one of the top 10 chefs in Houston several years in a row. Food plays an enormous role in our everyday lives, and I was raised to appreciate the inspiration behind every dish and to support the many restaurants within our community. I hope you'll join me for each episode as I invite friends out to eat at different restaurants and discuss the experience, restaurant concept, and most importantly, the food. Welcome to Food Culture. everyone. Welcome to another episode of Food Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Claudio Sorio, and I'm joined by the incredible Stacey Karajas. Hi, Stacey. Hi. We ate a couple of weeks ago at this incredible restaurant. This is take two. We actually did record this episode <laughs> right after we ate, but uh, we had some technical issues and we were also very full. I feel we were in a bit of a food coma. Yeah. I think it's always good to reflect after learn also. We got to digest oh. everything. <laughs> <laughs> so we could come back together and really get to talk about this restaurant because it really was, I think, one of my favorite restaurants this year that I've tried. Yeah, everything was so flavorful and really, really good. Yeah. And I, I'm just really excited to have gone to this restaurant. It was recommended uh, by several Best of Houston lists. And a friend of mine who also lives near Chinatown, his parents are Cantonese. So he gets to enjoy a lot of really great food. And he was telling me all of the really great places to try in and around Chinatown. And Maine was one of the restaurants that he brought up. And he was like, listen, I eat a lot of Cantonese food. My mom makes a lot of Cantonese food. So I'm telling you, this is legit. And uh, you're really going to enjoy it. And I'm really glad that we went. So this is Maine restaurant, same owners as Tiger Den, which is another favorite of mine. But that is another episode altogether. Yeah. And there's a couple other ones. I think Night Market Thai is in the same strip center to the... That the guy owns. Yeah, Mike Tran, I think, was the was the owner of these restaurants. So we actually showed up for lunch. It was around what twelve thirty? It was like it was like one o'clock. It was yeah. after the it was, lunch yeah, rush. Like one. Yeah, and I remember walking up and expecting a bit of a line because when we drove up, I saw a lot of people kind of milling around outside. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, there's going to be a wait. And I didn't think to call ahead and, and make a reservation, to be honest, because it was just lunch. It was a Saturday yeah, um, right at the beginning of Houston Restaurant Weeks, although it is very important to emphasize that Maine is not participating in Houston Restaurant Weeks, uh, but it was still pretty packed. But we were able to get a table pretty quickly yeah I think usually in the evening is when Chinatown is super crowded so it was good that we went when we did yeah they're open pretty typical hours they open at 11 a.m until 3 p.m and then they open back up at 5 p.m for dinner and they stay open until 10 I mean Fridays and Saturdays they stay open until 11 but they're closed Mondays but we went on a Saturday uh, which is very typically a very busy time for most restaurants. 
And uh, what did you think of the decor when we walked in? What was your first impression? It was very warm. Yeah. Decor. And the, yeah, it's, it's kind of eclectic. They described it as art deco, but I'm not <laughs> sure about that. We did. We were thinking about this. We were like, hmm. Several places I've read that they are a modern art deco restaurant. We didn't really see a lot of the art deco, but we did see another description that I think is pretty accurate for the restaurant itself. It's golden age of glittering Shanghai. I think that's a pretty good description of it. Yeah. It was nice, warm, inviting, and the food itself was just gorgeous. That's another thing. I'm a sucker for food that looks beautiful. Oh, yeah. Like, I really like a beautifully plated meal. Yeah. Like, the presentation of it, everything was amazing. So, let's get started. Uh, Our server was Alexander. So, shout out to Alexander. He was very on top of everything. Although we did have several food runners bring us out because we ordered a lot of dishes. The table was small. It was so we at one point we even had to put a dish on the bench. Right? <laughs> yeah. Because we were like, oh we need to rearrange things. We'll yeah. just put it here. And they weren't taking anything away. They weren't <laughs> they weren't taking any of our dishes away. To be yeah. fair, I think they tried to take one of the dishes away in the beginning when the, our table was getting pretty full. And I said, I'm not done with that yet. <laughs> Please like, leave that here. Hold up. No. I'm not finished. <laughs> so let's go ahead and dive in. All right. So we started with the herb salmon, which was a seared salmon with peanut, fried garlic, tamarind sauce, Thai chili, cucumber, Vietnamese coriander, and lime. And it was so good. Yes. This dish, I'm really glad we ordered it. It wasn't, um, it was unexpected for me, the texture, like the crunchiness and the soft of, softness of the fish. Yeah, I think that's perfect yeah. the way you just described it because I was expecting a fish. I love salmon, mm-hmm. but the crunchiness of it was really what surprised me. And salmon is such a hard thing to get right. It gets so dry, but it was so flavorful and it was so juicy because it was in sauce and that was like the fried garlic, the tamarind sauce and the Thai chili sauce. Mm-hmm. So it was so, it was packed with flavor. It was, it was so good. It wasn't sp- too spicy. No, it wasn't. No, no, it wasn't spicy. So that was a surprise. Do you usually go for, for fish? Do you ever order I, fish? Yeah, I love seafood. Okay. Wait, what kind of fish do you usually like? Fish, um, catfish. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So you like the flavorful fishes. Yeah. So I think it makes sense that we went with a, with a nice herb salmon. So we wanted to mix things up. Uh, we ordered the garlic yu choy, which was yu choy with garlic and sea salt because we wanted to get a little bit of a vegetable in. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're like, yeah, we should get some greens in here. Like, <laughs> We're trying to be maybe. mindful and healthy and you chose garlic you choy why did, did you choose that dish it seemed like a you know pretty solid choice at the time at the time well yeah after, I, after we got it um i was expecting more of the garlic flavor but last time you mentioned that it was a good balance to everything else which i think like yeah that was a good you know, nose position. It's you will. funny because now that I've marinated on it, <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm not going to stop. Yeah. No, I'm not going to stop. No, that's fun. <laughs> but now that I've had time to, to really think through it, 
I'm, I'm kind of agreeing with you more with your initial impression of it because because you just didn't, you didn't like it. You didn't think it was as flavorful. Um, and at first I was like, well, maybe we needed something like that to balance out all of the other things that we ordered because everything else was so flavorful <laughs> and it was so good. But I think that next time I would try something a little different. A different vegetable. Yeah. Yeah. To, to see if it gets a little bit more flavor. And another thing that I realized that I didn't do, which I usually always do, is when I have a food that doesn't have a lot of flavor in it, um, I'll dip it in something else like a sauce. Mm. And we had so much food that I don't know why I didn't do that. Yeah. Because we had a lot of different meats with different sauces. And I was like, I bet if we had poured a little bit, maybe that prawn chili sauce or something on it, it would have enhanced the flavor of the Uchoi. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I am very disappointed in myself. <laughs> I'm very disappointed that I didn't think to do that. So next time, next time sure. Or I'll just try something else. Yeah. So back to the protein. We ordered these superior soy prawns, which were head and shell on, and they're prawns that were cooked in basil, garlic, black bean, and sweet soy. And this was when I was most in my element. <laughs> I was uh, not in my element. <laughs> I was just sucking on those prawn heads. <laughs> And I told them, I was like, Stacy, we need to order some prawns. They're basically giant shrimp. You're going to love them. They had eyes. They had eyes on them. And uh, I didn't realize how squeamish that they do. But I'm glad you tried. You did really good. I think you ate half of them. Yeah. No, it was really good. I'm not very good at being messy, but it was fun. Yeah. Your first prawn peeling was a little slow. (laughs) If I had to give you marks on that. Oh, and I'd probably give you maybe a three out of five. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I've had crawfish, which is similar, but again, yeah, like, not, not going to be messy. But they were cooked in this thicker soy sauce, and it was the, like the head and the shell really soaked in that flavor. So I was sucking, <laughs> I was <laughs> sucking on the prawn before I peeled it, and then I ate it. But that was perhaps my favorite dish. It was really good. It was so good. So good. I could probably just go and eat a whole bowl of those. And um, checking out their website, I think that that is probably the plate that shows up when you first enter the, the site. It's like a really popular dish. Super popular. Super beautiful. The presentation, the flavors. I get it. I understand now. <laughs> <laughs> the prawns are superior. They are superior prawns. I agree. <laughs> uh, so we also ordered um, a si- what I thought was going to be a side of fried rice. Oh, it was supposed to be a side? Or, yeah. Oh. It was fu chow fried rice, and it, w- it had minced pork, chopped shrimp, squid, mushroom sauce over egg fried rice. This thing was like a gumbo. <laughs> yeah, it was different from uh, the fried rice that I usually get. Yeah. I've never had some with the sauce in it. Before. Yeah, it was it was very saucy. Um, it was a thicker sauce. Uh, I wouldn't say it was creamy, but it was a thicker sauce. And a lot of flavor. We already had a lot of different dishes, main dishes. So this was a lot at this point. Mm-hmm. And everything is 
mind you, everything was being brought out at the same time. <laughs> yeah, more or less. There's like, yeah. here's another dish. Here's another one. Here's, here's another one. one. I think maybe we had like a good five minutes when we would dig into a dish before they brought out the next one. Yeah. So that's something that I would suggest being mindful of is if you want to go there and experience all the different dishes, maybe space them apart because that's always an option. You go to a restaurant, you don't want to order everything at once. You also need to see whether or not you're going to get full with what you get because these are shareable plates. So my suggestion is always with a small table, order one thing and then you can order the next thing or you can order two at a time, but just make sure that you have the space on your table and in your stomach. Right. Because it tends to be a problem. But it's good for groups. It is very good for groups. And that's something that I did want to talk about. The The restaurant's pretty big. Um, it's not enormous. But you can have a, a large party there. When we got there, there was a, a large group of people seated in a very big dining hall-like table. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a really good place to probably have like a dinner party. And uh, have people show up and celebrate things. So if you have a really big table like that, then please, by all means, <laughs> just order everything. Order everything on the menu. And this is a very expansive menu. There are a lot of different options there. And uh, yeah, different it was kind of It was really difficult. Bit. Yeah. So that was the fried rice, which, like I mentioned, was... More or less a gumbo. <laughs> I actually did. I posted it and I got a lot of comments on it. People were like, is this a gumbo? <laughs> and I was like, pretty much. So finally, our the last dish that we ordered was the beef scallion, which was a flank steak beef with mushroom, onions, and scallions. I think this one was my second favorite. After the salmon. Really? Yeah. Oh, and see, and I'm really glad we were not going to, this was the last thing I ordered. Yeah, it was an addition. You're like, oh my goodness. Yeah, well, I was like, you know, I was looking at what we have so far. We had a lot of seafood and some veggies. And I was like, we kind of need something a little bit more substantial, not knowing that everything else we ordered was pretty much very heavy. So I was like, let me get a beef. I was in between a beef or a chicken, but... In my world, beef always wins out. <laughs> so I ordered the beef scallion. It was a good choice. Yeah. Super juicy. Very tender. Very flavorful. It, it was incredible. So then you also ordered... Oh, I got a Thai tea, which I usually get wherever I go, if they have them available. And it was good. I had water. <laughs> The entire time because it, these foods were so rich and, and pretty heavy that I really needed some water to just wash it down. And how was the water? The water was delicious. <laughs> it was great water. Um, but they also have uh, drinks that you can order. Uh, I know that the table sitting next to us, we had, um, I think it was a mother-daughter team. Oh, yes. <laughs> they very, very sweet, interesting ladies. Um, they were drinking wine. They ordered a bottle. So they do have a pretty vast selection of wines. And that's definitely something that I would try during dinner if I were to visit during dinner time. So I would go back for that. So that's everything that we had. We did not order any dessert. I know. Which I regret. Regret. <laughs> regret. <laughs> 
I'm putting it down on my list of, of yeah. greatest regrets of my life. Well, there's, you know, time to fix that. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go back. Yeah. I'm absolutely going to go back. <laughs> but I think at that point, we were so full. It was, yeah, a lot of food. And we were looking at our table and then the one plate that I set down on the bench next to me. <laughs> and we had leftovers. That was the greatest part, I think, is, is having, I love having leftovers, which is very rare for me. too. I always eat all my food. I never have leftovers. So we called over our wonderful server, Alexander, and we asked him for a couple of to-go boxes and we were able to split everything up. I got a, an entire meal out of it. Yes. The next day. And, and it, it kept pretty well when I heated it up. It wasn't gross. You know, some, <laughs> some, food, some food is, you know, reheated is not the greatest. Oh, no. Yeah. But this was pretty good. Um, and it had, uh, it was the rice, the fried rice, and the beef scallion, and the garlic choy. I think that's the only thing that we had leftovers of. Mm-hmm. We pretty much ate all of the herb salmon and the prawns. Which is probably for the best. That stuff I don't think would keep very well. That doesn't usually keep very well. So our final total came out to be exactly $59, which I think is incredible for two people to have ordered all of that food and have had leftovers. Mm -hmm. Uh, And usually when I go out, I'll get a drink. So this is without a cocktail. So if you're going out for dinner, uh, you have a date. And you want to get cocktails, it'll be mindful. It'll be a little bit more. But I think 15 at right under 60 bucks, it's $30 a person. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah, pretty great deal. So this is definitely one of the restaurants that I would recommend visiting in Chinatown. Super delicious. We had absolutely no issues with anything. Yeah. <laughs> I loved, loved my experience there. Yeah, same. So this year, Stacy, the reason why you're joining me is because... You are a part of Zine Fest Houston, and this year's theme is Zine Cuisine, yeah. which is right up my alley. Can you tell us a little bit more of what Zine Fest Houston is doing this year for Zine Cuisine? Yeah, so one of the main partnerships that we have going on this year is a food drive that we're hosting at the festival with Houston Food Bank. So if you're an individual and an or part of an organization, you can contact them to host a food drive, either, you know, collecting physical cans of food or funds. And um, they provide all the materials. And so you can go pick it up and then have everyone come with their donations. And we thought it was a good way to give back to the community because uh, the Houston Food Bank does so much, you know, um, and for Houston and it was, you know, fit in with the theme. We try to do a lot of programming related to each year's theme. And so in addition to that, we're having a culinary dye workshop with uh, someone, a resident of the craft center, and they're going to show everyone how to make natural dyes with black beans and avocados. And that's, going to be really exciting. That's super cool. Yeah. I've seen a lot of that lately too. The, the natural dyes. Yes. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty trendy. <laughs> um, so you can learn how to do that at Zine Fest. And in addition to that, we also have um, a food panel um, moderated by David Leftwich, who is a freelance writer. He does 
he writes about food and history and culture in Houston. And that panel will feature Amy Evans and Marlon Hall. And then we have a presentation by Paul Benedorf, and he's going to be talking about community food and civic activism. So also we have Marlon Hall, who's going to be having a presentation about his salon dinners that he puts together. So we have a lot of different things going on related to food. And of course, the Zinesters. Yeah, the Zinesters who are tabling this year. How do you go about selecting the people who are going to table at ZineFest every year? So we usually, it's open call. So once we open registration, people will apply online and then it's first come, first serve. And so we go through the list and, you know, we get a few people who apply that sell clothes, but it's not really a festival for that. So unfortunately we, you know, yeah, it's zines. Exactly. Please stick to the zines. Yes. So we try to push zines as much as possible and yeah. And then, you know, people get added to a wait list and then we just go from there. And then we do a layout and have to, you know, promote marketing, all that stuff. I think it's one of the central parts of our community at ZineFest. Every year, everybody's there. <laughs> it is such a cool event. And I was so excited this year when I found out that it was Zine Cuisine because that's right up my alley. Yeah, we love puns. Yeah. <laughs> so do I. Yeah. If you haven't noticed. <laughs> Yeah, But anything uh, around food that revolves around food, the promotion of local restaurants. I love supporting our local restaurants. Uh, it really means a lot. So who came up with the idea to have it for this year's themes in cuisine? I think it was Sarah Welch, one of my other organizers. Um, I have, we're a team of four, Evan McCarley, Maria Lisa Hay, Sarah Welch and I. And we just, I don't know, it's always a fun time to, just have dinner after the festival, like decompress from the event. And that's when we're like, okay, what's next year's theme going to be? And last year we had a poll for people to decide and we just like threw it out there and we were like, okay, is it going to be wrestling or medieval times? And wrestling won the poll. <laughs> so that was pretty much our theme. And people vote on it. You just, Yes. Well, in that particular one, people did vote on it. But this year, we just kind of went with it because it was, you know, it's a good pun. Yeah. <laughs> Plus food. Yeah. Who doesn't love food? Yeah. Houston is such a great city to go eating. Yeah. I mean, Houston is one of the biggest cities. And the reason we're growing in popularity is because we have this thriving restaurant and cuisine scene mm-hmm. that has just really expanded in recent years. And we've had a lot of high profile chefs come to Houston. Yeah. Specifically yeah. for the city. Yes. You know, they're coming here, they see that it's growing and it's like, yeah, who doesn't want to be a part the of that? Diverse population. Diverse population also means diverse restaurants, mm-hmm. which is the coolest. So what are other things that you and your organizers do for ZineFest? So in addition to the annual festival where vendors sell their own self-published works, 
Throughout the year, we also host zine workshops at different organizations around town and uh, teach people how to make their own zine. And, and also we have an event called Comics Gauntlet, which is inspired by the 24-hour Comics Day, where we have seven comic artists do a seven-page comic in seven hours. And then we print the anthology, and then we have an exhibition of their work. And that event is pretty fun. We haven't done it in a couple years, but this year we're going to be introducing it again. So, yeah, that should be fun. Are you already thinking about next year's Zine Fest? Uh, Well, I'm constantly thinking about it. It's just (laughs) something that I do because I love it so much. It's a really great uh, organization that I'm so thankful to be a part of and that I found. And the community is just awesome. And, yeah, I'm constantly thinking about the theme, just like, oh, that would be really fun. Like, what if we did it, like, space-themed or something? You know, I don't know. Just, like, fun, wacky stuff is up our alley. So Zine Fest Houston 2019 this year is going to be on Saturday, September 7th from 12 to 6 p.m. It's free admission. Free. So no reason for you not to be there at Lawndale Art Center, 4912 Main Street. And for more information, you can visit zinefesthouston.org or follow Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at zinefesthouston. Yeah. Do you want to add? Yeah. Um, oh, well, we'll be putting posters up around town, but the posters are really cool. They're bright yellow background with, like, pink and white uh, screen. Who designed them? Who designed them? They were designed by the Center for Imaginative cartography and research um, Emily and Eric they're a risographs duo and printmakers um, and they do a lot of things with food too like they I went to a fermentation workshop at Mondale that they had one year and it was really cool to learn about fermentation and you know just how to do that that's a, a skill that I was like oh yeah that's really nice that's super interesting yeah yeah feel very excited, very hyped. If you love food, then this is the Zine Fest Houston that you need to attend. This is the event that you should be at. Yes, and bring cash for zines because some zinesters don't take cards. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. Um, I found that out last year. (laughs) (laughs) I wish we had an ATM nearby. I don't know. There might be one. Uh, Maybe across the street. You know what? Just in case, guys, bring cash. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> just go to an ATM ahead of time and again I'm so happy that you came with me to Maine Restaurant it was just one of those restaurants I really wanted to try I'm so happy that you accepted my invitation for lunch date oh yeah it was an honor and we had so much fun yeah. and I'm really glad if anybody wants to go look at this incredible menu and their beautiful website, because they also have an incredible website, you can visit www.eatmain.com. That's E-A-T-M-E-I-N.com. So thank you so much, Stacy, for joining me. I look forward to seeing you at Zine Fest this year and celebrating all things cuisine. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Bye. She drove away, she was listening to Betty.